everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is the Brexter speaking. Hey, it's the time, man. We're back with another grab bag of gems. Yes, yes. And uh, what what's in the grab bag this time? You're just going to have to stay tuned and wait and find out. <laughs> the grab bag, the gems shine on, I think. <laughs> they, they sure do. Well, you know, in light of his recent passing, I feel we should probably take a few minutes to talk about Carl Weathers. Sure, happy to. Isn't that, I know it's awful that he just died. I know. But, you know, as a part of the action landscape, and that is what we talk about, I, you know, we should maybe spend a bit of time talking about the, sure. the weather storm. Yeah. <laughs> Weathering the storm. I know uh, we did that podcast. It wasn't about Carl Weathers, but we, just, we did talk about Hurricane Smith. Well, uh, one thing we always mention, and maybe we mentioned it when we did that, was you know, his presence was so large, you know, and loomed so large. Almost all of his characters that he played were the titles of his shows or movies. So in other words, it, Action Jackson, Hurricane Smith, Fortune Dane, you know, those yeah. were his characters, you know. So uh, I think that says a lot that they always, whoever made these things always thought, well, it, we'll just name the movie after him. You know, these are his yeah. characters because, you know, he's Carl dominating. Weathers, yeah. Yeah. Carl, Carl Weathers is Fortune Dane, which is a good way to start on this kind of uh, remembrance. So because that was a Vidmark movie, but it was two. It, there were six episodes of Fortune Dane and they smushed two episodes into a movie for Vidmark home video. So, Maybe one day we'll get a Blu-ray with all six because that doesn't yeah. seem like a very tall order, you know, just put six measly no. episodes on a disc. That doesn't seem, you know, it's like that big it. a deal. Yeah. Remaster Street Justice of Carl and put the six episodes like on the last disc for special features. Right. I mean, that's perfect because then Street Justice can go from DVD to Blu-ray. Then they'll throw on the Fortune Dane, you know, it's like a bonus disc. It'd be perfect. Perfect. And I just rewatched Action Jackson just a few weeks ago, and Op Center, Tom Clancy's Op Center. Oh, that Clancy, he's always up to some kind of Op Center. <laughs> uh, it's kind of boring, but I really did watch it just for Carl, and he did what he could, you know. So this you was know, long before his passing. You said, you just thought, I'm going to watch something with Carl Weathers. This is like just something yeah. you thought, just had nothing to yeah. do with anything. You just nothing, thought that. Nothing. I only watched uh, Action Jackson on my widescreen Blu-ray, and you know, let's watch Op Center, you know. It's like I've been sitting on Op Center for a while, and I was in an Op Center kind of mood. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would be in an Op Center kind of mood, but that that's the time man for you. Yeah, um, that's the Op Center for you. So is it your personal favorite, Carl? Do you want... Uh, I mean, it's uh, without having seen everything he's done and disregarding Rocky, because that's a bit too obvious, I would probably yeah. would have to also go for the obvious and say Action Jackson, just because it it, it really delivers the goods. Yeah, I just watched it, and it was a lot of fun. You get, you gotta love uh, action, Jack or Jericho, right? Jericho Jackson versus Delaplane, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> and uh, and, and, and uh, he jumps over a car. He sure does, and, and that's in the top like three or five movies you've seen with people jump over cars. You know, uh, you got action, can you name? Jack- yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. you got uh, of course Viper, aka Bad Blood of Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> Lamas, and uh-huh. uh, we have, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it is I Come in Peace. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That uh, doll does. <laughs> I jumped over a car. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, wait, that's wrong. It actually showed down a little Tokyo Jungle Ricard. Yes, right. I thought something seemed off about yeah. that. Yeah. I, yeah. But my Jungle Ricard showed down a little Tokyo. I always thought Brian Ben Ben. Back come in peace. <laughs> he fought Brian Ben Ben. I'm not sure well, that was, actually he, happened. At least he was bickering with. I was bickering with Brian Ben Ben over Dream On. <laughs> Do you think Dream On might be funny now? Mm, highly doubtful. I mean, I, I don't remember thinking it was that hot back then, so I don't think it's aged well. But that's just pure supposition. Maybe it's great now, but I strongly doubt it. I know you're a Ben Ben super fan. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I can be described that way. I don't know where that came from. What but, a uh, weird last name. Yeah, ben ben. 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 Like your name was like Brett Brett. Yeah, <laughs> you just double any like someone's name, you know, like uh, yeah. Phil like, Phil or Chris Brett Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Chris, yeah. <laughs> Brett, where it would be like, your name would be like, let's say, uh, like Curtis, like Curtis Brett Brett. Like, <laughs> you did you Curtis. did you mention Curtis because that was the name of the kid from Little Hercules, which we watched yeah, last night? Yeah. Well, when you talk more about um, uh, Carl, so yeah, he jumped over a car. Acting Jackson. He had those great songs by Madame X. Mm-hmm. So, unless you want to sing, you want to sing a few bars. But just, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to be singing a few bars. But I think that's all I want to really say is just that. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's another. Well, I mean, we're not going to do a full okay. episode. I mean, what more? No, do you no, want? no. But just we'll do one more bit. Like, do you remember besides Rocky, Action Jackson, Hurricane Smith, and Fortune Dane? What did you watch, Fortune Dane? Yes, yes, I've seen Fortune. You did the tape, the okay. Vidmar tape. Yes. The tape. Did you? Because remember, there's a little yep. kid that says, "Hi, Fortune." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Fortune. How are you? Um, what I was gonna say, do you remember any other Carls you've seen in your movie watch besides Rocky? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, just I didn't check IMDb or anything like that, so off the top mm-hmm. of my head, I can't think of anything. Um, but just Action Jackson just looms very large. But oh, why are we what are, are we missing any other Carls that uh, oh no, we said the classic Carls, I was trying to think some other Carls, but you know, like I mentioned, Op Center, right? Just, Most uh, people don't oh, mention Op Center. I remember one. I watched Dangerous Passion. It's uh, Carl oh. Weathers and Billy D. Williams. It's not great movie on screen, but Billy D. Williams is the villain, and it's kind of fun, you know, for the stupidity but, factor. Uh, I mean, I'm, I understand that Carl is on the Samandalorian, so it's a show <laughs> I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't seen it too. They're trying to trick me to watch it. Yeah, maybe I will now. But see, that's isn't that isn't that predictable? I'm gonna watch The Mandalorian though. But no, no. I mean, I, I just don't. A, I don't have Disney Plus, and B, I'm not interested. So it's it's a tough road for me personally. But um, I know. But see, you've got your Carl, you got your Gina Carano. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Want, you, you, I hear it's actually somewhat good. Season two and three have fallen off. I think season three has Lizzo, and I don't like to <laughs> mention the name on the podcast. So it's like, because she's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, didn't our yeah. friend Brendan say she was miscast because she wasn't one of the huts? Yeah. <laughs> she could have been Mrs. Java. So don't and get mad at us. Uh, that's something a friend of ours said. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is that if they, they could take it seriously and get away with it. They just took it really seriously. It's like, I am Mrs. Java. Well, yeah, I Jabba don't. origins, or, you know, they're going back to everyone gets the origin story now. I'm surprised Jabba hasn't gotten one yet. Well, give it time. Jabba, <laughs> who thinks of these? Oh, I guess that was George Lucas. Yeah, so, I, I guess, maybe when he yeah. was changing his, you know, 
his his classic sweaters, you know, his plaid sweaters. Like, you know, what? I have a good name for a, like a monster worm guy, Jabba. <laughs> no, I don't think so because he doesn't change his plaid shirt. So th- there's a lot of holes in your theory. Uh, well, his his holes in the shirt, he's got to change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. All right. Well, does he, he changes from red to white, I think. Oh, oh. Isn't he sick of wearing those? Or maybe you don't recognize him without it. Kind of like uh, Simon uh, Baker. You know, Simon Baker, thank you. Wait, is that the mentalist? <laughs> no. Oh, he's wearing this vest. He's the mentalist. Yes. <laughs> um, you love Cy you love Baker. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever seen anything with Cy Baker, but. Uh, yeah, you have. He's not a land of the dead. Oh yeah, well, well wow, don't forget that he's in that he's fast kinda... recall there. Yeah, yes, Thank I've you. seen Land of the Dead. Yes. And did you watch one of my movie items called Not Forgotten? Does that uh, ring a bell? I, it's like a serial killer. Not, I think it is forgotten because I don't remember. I don't think I've seen that. No. <laughs> See, there's Not Forgotten and then The Forgotten of uh, Julianne Moore. I've seen that. I've seen I've seen The Forgotten. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good movie, right? It's like. I remember enjoying it. I need, I need one more watch, I think. But we should, um, uh, we have something to mention. You know, we're talking about CNN or, or politics for a second. But anything else you want to say about Carl before we go to our next? No, week? just um, just that we're, we'll always be fans and, you know, he's yeah. an important person in, in the action movie world. You know what? Because he was likable. Yes, you know, very likable. Yes. Which is something that not a lot of people are, especially these days. Oh, like, I'm just watching something for the concert podcast, which is called The System, and it has Tyrese Gibson, and he's very unlikable. It's like, and Jeremy Piven has absolute best right now. I got about an hour in. And what's he's, interesting is, even if they are, even if someone is likable, you know what Carl Weathers had? He had warmth. You know, there's a certain oh. warmth to him that, uh, I mean, that came across through the screen. You know what I mean? Like, even if he yeah. was like that in real life, it's hard to kind of convey that through the screen, but there's something, yeah, very, with a lot of warmth, a lot of likability, you know, he never did anything too, like too mean or too violent, you know? Not um, really. No. Yeah. And he just fired up the bad guys with the flamethrower and Mac and Jack. So that's not so bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not terrible. You're not doing um, like sick stuff. Like, Oh like, God, no, no. Like, <laughs> Beating up that one guy of what's a hammer? No, no, that most people, yeah, most people don't stake out that extreme territory. And but that goes back to the likability factor. So I don't think Carl would ever. Because he he had the it factor. Hey, I gotta keep watching Carl. Yes, yes. Well, that's what you thought the other day before you watched Tom Clancy's Op Center. (laughs) Just watched it about two weeks ago. Because he's uh, kind of in the op center. He just sits there like, there's something going on in this op center. <laughs> Sounds like a meaty role. Um, yeah, sure is. Uh, um, but, you know, they were talking about, I, I don't remember how this came up, but it, maybe it was yeah. you and me and Connoisseur or maybe other people about how there are times when they have all the talking heads on TV. And, yes. you know, there's like, and sometimes they go a little crazy with it. Like there was an actual time when I think CNN had like, it was like nine people on the screen that look like the freaking Brady Bunch. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no, uh, they don't, like, we have a hard enough time, like, talking over each other. All these people, like, had no concept of when to talk and when to not talk. So they were all talking over each other. And it was a complete yeah. cacophony. And it's just, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it just it loves it it. made a mockery of cable news, which is already a joke. But, uh, yeah. you know, 
especially CNN, but it was just, I think we were talking about because it, it was so funny because there's all these supposedly so self-important talking heads and they were all talking at the same time. So I thought, well, wait a second. You know, let's do that in my uh, wacky impression edition. It's still, <laughs> so let's just say, um, who would be the host? I don't know. Uh, Richard Quest from Dublin. <laughs> it's like, oh God. I don't know. Is that about Rich. politics? I don't know. So it'd be like, um, oh, who's on CNN? I don't remember these people. Oh, well, is, I don't know if it's too important to your impression, but uh, no, I'm just trying to set it up. So Anderson okay. Cooper, uh, let's say, oh, we have a uh, thing about Trump in the news. It's like, here's a clip. Then they show, okay, bird brains not doing so well. Chris Christie's still fat. Okay, and it's like, well, what do you think about that? So then the list of people on the screen is Dolph Lundgren. I think that you know Trump understands what bird brain means. And then you got Owen Wilson. Wow. Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got like you know Liam Neeson, you know, hey, he has like the wise point of view. It's like, I don't like Trump. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he is. Lenore. How many issues? Then, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> what is it where he said, like, I don't know where he is. On the issues, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where he is on the issue of immigration. I'm Irish. <laughs> right, so they're all and, talking. And then, uh, but then, you know, you got, you know, uh, Billy Blanks. Stallone. You know, oh. uh, who? Stallone? Well, Stallone will, will chime in in a second, but, you know, Billy Blanks, you know, you know Trump's a boba head. Stallone. A great guy, great guy. I'm just talking like Trump too, because I, I was in the contender. Okay. <laughs> right. So they Van weren't together. That's true. That's would be. I think they must. They look like best buddies. I'm best buddies with Sly Stallone. Should have been in Rambo Five. <laughs> Not uh, immigration. Very popular. And Van Dam is also in the one of these squares, right? Oh yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I don't play. I don't vote for Trump, but I might. <laughs> Tyson, so they're all they're all there, and then they're all just you all just you just have to try to imagine them all. Talking. Oh, we oh do it all at the same time. Well, like, I don't know how you could do that. Nope, even Rich Little could do that. Do that. I can maybe do it really fast. It's like it. I can't even do it. <laughs> See, it's too much. It's too much. It, it's his impression overload. Yeah, uh, it was over. I, that would just destroy my brain. Like, I can't even do it. It's so hard. I'll work on that. A cacophony of celebrity impressions. <laughs> but this is a very uh, easy and convenient way to have you do like yes. all your impressions on this episode. I think you just got all, in about like, six shot. or seven. Yeah. All, all yeah. And then uh, next week they have uh, the next batch of people like Christian Slane. Or, it's like, <laughs> hey, why wait for the next batch? I mean, he could be right in there with the. Yeah. I think I did like six or seven, or seven, eight people just now, I think. Just, like, I'm just giving you everyone, you know, because yeah. <laughs> they might not, these celebrities might not come up in this batch of gems. So I'm just giving everyone everything. So. Right, right. So, you know, <laughs> we have to have a contrasting point of view. You know, it's like, I'm going to vote for Trump. And then, like, uh, and then, you know, Owen Wilson can say, wow, I'm not. Well, and then, you know, it's, you know, then you have a bunch of, you know, back and forth. Yeah, wow, Christian running for Trump. <laughs> and then you got, like, uh, it'd be like Liam Neeson, like, I, might vote for Trump. I'm not ready to vote yet. Right, because he's very thoughtful. You know, he's thoughtful. Yeah, he's, he takes his time with his words. You know, Dolph Lundgren, like, okay, last word, Dolph. Like, well, I 
we'll see you November 3rd. Who's going to be uh, the president this year? Like, <laughs> well, I think the last word should go to Owen Wilson because it's one word. Oh, like, yeah. what's the last, last word to Owen Wilson? Wow. Okay, yeah. and that's it for our uh, panel. Let's see you on the other side of the panel. It's our panel for the 2024 election. <laughs> It was very enlightening and <laughs> very informative. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. Well, no, no, that's that's just what I was going to say. Like, the cacophony of celebrity voices was, you oh. know, it didn't lend a lot of depth to the uh, to the discussion. But, uh, you know, you, you, get to, you get to hear their their points of view. And the, that's important because, you know, in this country, we care about what celebrities have to say. That's true. We, you know, think about what's going on with the T-Swift. You know, I won't say what she is on this podcast, but it starts with a P. And then it's like... <laughs> And it might be a certain person who has Gangnam Style plus an op center. <laughs> so yeah, wow, this is like a rebus. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so put those together, guys uh-huh. saying Gangnam Style and op center, and you'll see what people <laughs> might be. So, uh. <laughs> so you should probably go to our subject. Unless you have something else All to right. say. No, no, I, that that more than covers it. I I think we're ready for the bag of gems. And so, okay. as the master of the bag, as the keeper of the bag. Yeah, um, keep it in the bag. Um, so, what is the when you you know to empty out the bag and you turn the bag upside down? What is the first gem yes, that rolls out of the bag? You got it, and that first movie is Equal Impact. How oh, so, oh, Joe and Jay Gates? Yes, Joe Gates and Jay Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you know uh, a very inspirational a pair of um, of twin brothers, right? They're, They're twins. Twin brothers, yes. Do you remember some of the plot, or you want me to read it? Uh, I remember Joe Gates and Jay Gates. Yeah, you have to say it like that all the time, too. Joe Gates, Jay Gates. So they're twin brothers who just happen to be Taekwondo experts. During their latest martial arts competition, they run a fall of evil. Taekwondo man, Bobby Sook, played by Christ Grian. <laughs> what a Sook, name. Maybe. I know what it is. Yeah, Sook may be a malevolent, mulleted muttonhead, but he's the least of the Connor brothers' problems. There's also an evil criminal mastermind named Donald Moss. And he's using Sook's dojo to, for his counterfeit ring. Donald Moss, very close to Donald Jeb. I love Jeb. Okay. So then there's a brawl in the alley, and uh, Moss is hopping mad. So he kidnapped not just Dave Connor. But also Josh Connor's girlfriend. This is kind of confusing when you're reading it. And it's also but it's all just saying what happened. You know, it's all just saying what happened. You know, I do. Yeah, and then there's also a secret character named or mysterious Ray Tobin, played by Bob Zadar. So will they put forth the equal impact? (laughs) But do you? What we said here was like. Where are the McNamara brothers when you really need them? Yeah. So. It did make us nostalgic for the McNamara brothers, or as we first called them, the Karateo brothers. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, they had mustaches. And, um, what, and back in action? Well, yeah. And in all their stuff, didn't, or at least one of them has a mustache. He had a mustache, yeah. And we forgot was, the water. Yeah, because uh, Joe Gates and Jay Gates don't really have any distinguishing features from what I remember. Well, it's Robert McNamara and who's the other McNamara? Uh, oh, no, I'm wrong. It's Martin and Michael McNamara. Right. right. In the movie Twin Dragon Encounter. All right, so we said about this movie, we gave it, we kind of gave it a, a break. Well, actually, we didn't give it a break. We gave it two stars. 
because the quality level is, is try to imagine a cross between Radical Jack and Warrior of Justice. <laughs> so. Most people probably can't imagine such a thing, but just imagine a uh, a very low budget affair. Yes, and there's but there's some classic stuff. You got your mullet, mutton heads. You got your final warehouse fight. Also, it, we could win the silliest bar fight in any movie. And that's saying something because we've seen a lot yeah. of silly bar fights in our time. <laughs> uh, do you, I can guess your favorite bar fight? You want me to guess? Uh, sure. It's bar fight the chili factory. <laughs> That, that is one of the best. If we were going to do an episode or, you know, about best bar fights I and we rank them, I, I do think the Patriot, a.k.a. Bar Fight at the Chili Factory, would have to uh, rank in the top three. You know what? That's a good idea. We could call it, you know, lowering the bar fight or something like that. <laughs> or raising the bar. Or raising the bar fight. Okay, what's, bar what's fight the, episode. Interesting. But here's the thing about that. I think just to say it just on record is this that that's tricky to remember which movies have bar fights because there's a lot of them and they're not tagged. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just going to ask if we tagged bar fight, but I'm guessing we did. We might have in certain bar fight movies. I know um, Tough and Daily has a bar fight for sure. So. Well, and then here's the other thing is most of the movies on our website have a bar fight probably. So, <laughs> so that's going to be 1,400, yeah. review, 1400 yeah. movies to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> So that that could be a problem. That's like the cacophony of celebrity impressions there. <laughs> be a cacophony of bar fights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a cacophony oh, of broken bottles and throwing stools, I guess. Well, uh, we, we, well, Roadhouse is so many broken bottles on smashing people's heads. You know, it's so funny. All right, so it's the last thing I'll mention about Equal Impact. I'll go to our next movie, which is because it was the '90s. The whole thing ends with a wussy song. Gone were the days of driving AOR anthems to pump you up on the soundtrack. So that's a big strike against the movie. Right. This We were kind of into the food for feet era where they, <laughs> and yes, that is an era where it was more like alternative rock, like whiny alternative rock. Well, would you count Pearl Jam or Nirvana as whiny? I just want to, it's your personal opinion. No. I, I mean, neither of which are bands that I'm, partial to but i wouldn't describe them as whiny no okay i think you know you got pearl jam a girl yeah that's not whining that's not that's, that's not whining. whining but it like smell like teen spirit which is i hate saying that title to me i'm sorry just <laughs> <laughs> well but I, I mean i don't know there's not i, I just don't think they're whining i mean there's well, other things you could say but there there's there's a lot of whining that came later probably but not yeah. that what was there is a simple plan is that their name simple well, yeah they're oh well they're like a pop punk band in the vein of like green day and blink 182 yeah green day's whiny yeah i think st most of those pop punk bands i think are whiny um, well green day got whinier as they got older oh okay because like, like this is a boulevard of broken dreams <laughs> it's like it's just like, well that, that that's not the best impression i've heard but i think no, i get your no. point but it's like, I can't really do Green Day impression, but, you know, Hit Your Ride, that's kind of a fun song by Green Day. See, that's part of their, like, fun era. Now they're, like, we're kind of getting old, talking about American idiots and broken <laughs> dreams. It's just like, you know. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it on a lot of this. Well, you've probably heard Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Well, yeah, I have, but I didn't, it just didn't register with me. It didn't make any impression on me. Well, no, because it's a song you kind of hear on the radio for yeah. a second and it's the channel. 
Yeah. We'll go to our next movie. Let's want to okay. talk more about. No, no. So go ahead, please. No, no, no. Well, you can say something about Joe and Jay Gates. They should have had maybe one more movie. That's true. They needed another chance. You know, because yeah, exactly. Sorry to interrupt, but you know, it's like a band. You know, a lot of times, you know, it takes a long time for a band to develop. Like the first album, you know, sometimes isn't their best, and they get better and better. You know, this is kind of like, you know, Joe and Jay Gates. This is almost like their demo tape. They needed to interesting. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? They need to have a couple more albums under their belt if I'm going to make a musical comparison. So yeah, they could have. We we could have gotten a lot of better Joe and Jay Gates movies, but I guess it just wasn't to be. Well, at least you got one, but I mean, it could have been just a little bit better because it's too long. You know, I think it's over 100 minutes. Oh so. yeah, see that's a problem. That's too much Joe and Jay. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll jump to our next exciting movie, which is this one I was going to say last grab bag of gems, which was Shotgun. 1989, uh, Stuart Chapin, Riff. Oh, Hutton, yeah, yeah, Gasterio Cover. Uh huh. Yeah, it, the guy who was in a lot of these uh PM uh, things, yeah. or no, City Lights. Yeah, City Lights. I know he was, he was in maybe Heat Street. That's just the top of my head. I'm remembering that. Remember Heat Street? Mm, I, I wish yeah. I remembered it more, but but I do remember really loving Shotgun. I think this is a great yeah. choice. This is one of these movies that deserves much, much more recognition. Yeah, you can totally, and it has a kind of a cool cover. You can put, you can splash right into a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. Oh, yes, yes. The cover is cool. Let's talk about the cover for a second. It's like a shotgun, like in the The O of the word, like pointing at the viewer. And there's like Stuart Chapin's eyes looking at it, and there's maybe Katie Capel (laughs) on the cover, and there's a big explosion. And we gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, we loved Shotgun. Yeah. yeah, it's great because Ian Shotgun Jones and his partner Max Billings, Riff Hutton, they just want to do their jobs, but of course, bureaucratic red tape is always standing in their way. Yeah. I know, right? But a zipper face style leather clad <laughs> maniac goes on loose, killing the local prostitutes. So now Jones and Billings are snapping to action. And also, Shotgun's sister, played by Tanya, or sorry, it's played by Capel, Katie Capel, is one of the said prostitutes. Oh, I didn't remember that part. And she ends up dying of this so-called zipper face maniac named Basher. This is not good. <laughs> so now Shotgun is yeah, down for freaking justice. He becomes a bounty hunter or a skip tracer, which is an awesome name for a bounty hunter. Skip tracer, that's so cool. <laughs> you want to be a skip tracer, Brett? Well, I wonder if that could be someone's actual name. You said it's an awesome name. What if there's some guy out there named Skip Tracer? That's really actually plausible you know not like clive brett brett you know skip Tracer. no no <laughs> it's slightly more plausible than skip brett, brett said or... Curtis. <laughs> well there was skip church who was a real person who was he was that low he was in the on the local news and his name was skip church cool name i mean if you're an atheist person. you know it's a great name for an atheist you know skip church skip church yep Church or is it from Oh God, church? Yeah. Well, that's more like trench. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're thinking of trench. Does he say church in that same way? Well, he's he's like, who do you want, church? It's like, (laughs) who took my money? I can't do Bristol's impression. Good. (laughs) But we can talk about the Expendables all day. The the, we have to get back on track to shotgun. Well, I remember something very important about shotgun. Well, if you. 
I'll say that this is a just a fun kind of cool little movie. Kind of you know, obviously it's a little you know it's a little sleazy. It's fun, and there's also a machine gun joke style character. It looks exactly like Paul Rutherford from Frank, Frankie Goes Hollywood. Oh, um, do you remember uh, that? Why well, I, I now that you say it, it does ring a bell. Yes. Um, See the thing is, it's very hard to find this movie. But please go ahead with your memory. Oh well. As I said, I I have possibly the most important memory about Shotgun. <laughs> the Shotgun of Jones. <laughs> In the song, it's the Shotgun of Jones. And, and what that's some amazing lyrical <coughs> ingenuity there. The Shotgun of Jones. And his name is Shotgun Jones. And the song says he's the Shotgun of Jones. It doesn't get any better. Because his name is Ian Shotgun Jones. But this is the Shotgun of Jones. Yes, yes. <laughs> Man, is that great. I love that. And if you want to know what Stuart Chapman kind of looks like, you can you know, check out the website because he has like this kind of long kind of, he kind of looks like maybe a lower budget version of Eric Stoltz. Yeah, he has red hair. Right? He has red hair. So red <laughs> hair just Eric Stoltz. So, yeah, as we say, he well, comes off think... as Eric Stoltz. We're yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So we say that. Let's just say that again. He has long red hair, the Stuart Chapin. So let's talk Stuart Chapin. So he has long red hair, a red beard, and comes off as Eric Stoltz with rage issues. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. And I think if, if Hollywood were, or even just, uh, you know, what, however makes movies these days, made like a bigger budget movie, you know, version of this, they could get Eric Stoltz to play the Shotgun of Jones or Shotgun Jones. Yeah. Eric Stoltz doesn't really do action movies. I mean, the closest you're going to get is Killing Zoe. Right, right. He should have done more action, at least one or two more. Like, I get that he probably doesn't want to do it, but, you know, but look at everyone these days, like Aaron Eckhart and, you know, people who probably never thought they would do action are doing it because, you know. I know you want to see The Bricklayer. I do want to see that, yes. And I think there's a new one he has out, or it's coming out, so it's called, like, Agent of Station or something like that. It's it's like some kind of semi-fancy title. He's not an action movie. Oh, okay. So it's and, not another one of these CIA slogs, right? We're about an assassin. As you know, I'm, I'm no more assassin. I'm on assassin break. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. And well, I, did I do this bit on the oh. podcast before where I'm Please, talking about assassins? Go. I don't remember. I don't know. Well, give us give us some assassins. All right. So sorry to people if I already did this. But basically, when you when you look up any like plot descriptions for upcoming movies that are either coming to Netflix or coming to any sort of streaming service or the movie theater, almost all of them involve an assassin like when an ex-assassin is <laughs> when a you know when, when a longtime cia assassin does this this and this or when a, a an elite assassin is a it's it's nothing but assassins it's assassin mania it's just too much just stop with the assassins that's all <laughs> i understand your, your issue of assassins it just it's Except just for assassin. doing the assassins yeah Except for Assassin the movie, Assassin. Well, A, I've never seen that, and B, that was way, way before the current trend of nothing but assassins. You know, and well, what's the NBA? This is the new NBA. It's nothing but assassins. <laughs> I like that. You know, I think the you know, one these, thing these, I'm going to sorry, no, <laughs> sorry, please, go please. ahead. No, no, I said, well, either they're coming out of retirement or they're, you know, they they're forced back into one last job, and the and the CIA is. All the CIA stuff, it's the station, go back to the station with the CIA. Yeah, just, no no more. I'm done. I'm, I know. Like, You're done. It, it would okay. have to be extraordinarily good or like in like five to seven years before I even come back to anything 
involving the CIA or assassins, I think. Understandable. All right, that's it. I'm done with my rant. So sorry, I interrupted you enough. So just go ahead. No, you didn't. I wanted to hear your assassin rant. I don't think you ever said that before. If you have, oh, okay, good. Said, uh, I would have. I would have remembered some of that. Okay. So, well, see, that what has John Wick wrought in a way? Yeah, I think. It's, a good, I mean, I want John Wick to rot more things. I mean, I think if they were just copying John Wick, that would be one thing. I think well, they're. It's more like the CIA and Homeland have like really, oh, it, it, yeah. you know, initiated a whole CIA and, and Born because you know there's about half of every Born movie it takes place and they t- they want them to come in, come in, just yeah. come in, come in, Jason, whatever they say a yeah. million times, just come in. Um, and then there's someone's pacing around. What? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah, chasing around. Well, no, no. Well, there is there's. All those movies are split into two halves. There's the half where it's Jason Bourne out in the field doing stuff. Then there's the other half where they're back at the station and they and they're like pacing around the command center, telling him to come in. So I think yes. there was this the 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 indoor half, let's say, of the Bourne movies plus Homeland yeah. has unleashed a tidal wave of you know these assassin movies, and I I think it's just a bit much. I can't agree more. And the thing I wanted to mention one more thing about Shotgun, and we'll jump to our next movie. Which is uh, Stuart Chapin is the brother of Robert Chapin. Oh, the movie yeah. of Ring of Steel. Yes, uh, that's a, Wolf. They could be brothers in a movie. Ah, obviously, well, <laughs> I think they probably could. Yeah, they could, and then and then they'll be real life brothers, and they're fighting maybe a horde of baddies or like an evil dojo or something. And there you go. Well, yeah, they could be the new Joe and Jay Gates. Exactly, the Stuart and. Uh, Robert Chapin. I mean, they've both been in quality material. They, you know, we had Shotgun and we have a Shirtless Shirt. You know? <laughs> well, because I never, I know that Bob Chapin definitely has a mullet. So it's like, I remember that. That is important. Yes. Well, well, it was the early 90s and, you know, mulleting was a big thing back then. Well, it's all we had, you know. You go to the barber, you either get a mullet or the kid and play hair. So that's it. That's, those are your two choices. Yeah. Pick one. <laughs> so we're not allowed. To... Oh, yeah. So what's the next gem? What, what's that? You say something? What's the, <laughs> what's the next gem? <laughs> Our next gem, you got it. Which is A Fight for Honor, uh, starring Stacey Lundgren. Not related to me, Dolph. C.K. Kim, Daron Edwards. Do you remember this? It's from 1992. I, uh, I do remember. And I was just thinking that that's a good one for you to pull out of the stack. I mean, cause it's, it's kind of like a, you know, I don't want to say it's a karate kid knockoff, but. Well, <laughs> do you remember I, what the sensei said? Go ahead, please. No, I was well, just cause you know, karate kid knockoffs were very big at the time. There's a lot of others. My Samurai, uh, the whole uh, karate warrior series. Yep. I was about to say karate warrior. I remember karate rock, which I think I had Antonio Sabato Jr. And it was definitely kind of junky. Uh, so yeah, karate kid type movies were hot stuff because you know karate kid was big you know they could do it on a lower budget no problem there so i think um, they were ahead of the curve though because it's a female karate kid it's like a karate girl which you know they didn't do till later in the the series so once again dtv is ahead of the curve that's true do you remember what the um i'll read some of the plot no i don't remember Uh, what the sensei said so when you get to that part you can just say i'll get to that shortly i promise which is so the plot is um, a young Texan girl named Crystal Lundgren, played by 
Stacey Lundgren <laughs> comes from a privileged background and her vapid friends just want her to take her mind off fighting tournaments and by going out to the bars to meet hunks. I do and remember that. I remember that there's, mom, there's an expl- yeah, explicit ahead. discussion of hunks. <laughs> her mom even tries to encourage her, encourage her underage partying, but Crystal remains reluctant. Meanwhile, a hardworking kid named Min Suk Kim, played by C.K. Kim, and not to be confused with Y.K. Kim, a Miami connection. He's bicycling down the road, delivering pizzas for Double Dave's Pizza Works. A distracted crystal hits him with her car. While Min Suk is unhurt, the two end up back at the house of Grandfather. That's his name. Played by mm-hmm. M.G. Lee, the grandfather. Very, very Pat Morita, or Patrick Morita. So, um, and the sensei... What's the sensei? So the sensei loves pizza, uh, grandfather. So he says, pepperoni, I love it. <laughs> so I don't remember. Funny. Yeah, but that is a classic, yeah. And then, you know, it goes down the classic karate kid kind of plots and taekwondo championships. Uh, we see that grandfather's grasp of the English language is not the best, and he looks like an Asian Tim Conway. Huh. And then Crystal's former sensei resembles Andy Richter. Oh, he orders a medium pepperoni pizza. That's why he loves pepperoni. <laughs> this is all very important to the plot. And also, he, we said that, uh, the Andy Richter uh, sensei, he's less Zabka and more Zoftig. Ah. <laughs> Here we are laughing at my own joke. You know, yeah, I, It's been a while well, since I saw this movie or wrote the review, so I don't remember a lot of this stuff. We posted it in 2019, which wasn't that long ago, but I guess it kind of was. Mm, yeah, 2019, you know, that that's longer ago than you might think. And then, you know, some karate goons, and then there's, like, um, Crystal, you know, like, helps her friend also named Dirk. Of course, his name is Dirk. And, you know, we said it. <laughs> you want something to say about Dirk? That just I don't remember Dirk. I feel like I would. I, I can't believe I can't remember Dirk. But, but uh, see, that's the problem with Boogie Nights. You know, everyone says, "Oh, Dirk Diggler." No, this is the real Dirk. This is the right. Thank Dirk you. Dirk. Yeah. Well, well, is, well, how about Dirk Benedict? That's it. He's the original Super Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie? Demon Keeper. Oh uh, no, <laughs> the and the other one. Um, oh, you talking about um, that weird movie that our. Uh, Oh, goodness. Um, well, like, that's okay. Uh, now you're on the spot. But it's a, it's a direct-to-video movie with Dirk Benedict, and we watched it. Um, it's like Night Force or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or like Secret... Secret Force? Force. Yeah. I, I, maybe I can look it up before the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, okay, so we said that this movie is fun. It's very silly. It's clunky, but you can't help, you can't help but enjoy it. Yeah, so that's my memory. Back, yeah. So... And I think we remember. I think we gave it. Yeah, we gave it three bits, and I think people should watch it. It's on YouTube last week, and last I checked. So um, yeah, it's like one of these homegrown labor of love type movies that I I definitely have a soft spot for. I don't want. I'm, I would never say anything, you know, mean about it. I mean, it's just the movie that you kind of have to love. If you don't love it, then like, why are you watching it? You know. Um, I so. just remember the Dirk movie, Shadow oh. Force. Shadow Force, yeah. Okay. And that's not looking it up either. I just remember, like, is it Shadow Force? It's Shadow Force. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, Shadow Force. So we'll go to anything else you want to say about this one? And not, I would, but I don't remember enough to say. It's just that I think it's a it's a worthwhile watch for this kind of thing. 
you know, no, no complaints. Okay. So then we're going to go to our next movie and another fight title. Unless you can guess what this is. Oh God. Out of the 1400 reviews. No, no, no. out of no. the movies that start with the word fight. Oh, oh, it starts with the word fight. Yeah. Um, fight or power. Wait, no, that's a song. Um, Five for power. Wait, what, what's that from again? Five for power. I, I think that's balance of power. Right? Oh, that's or, right. Balance of power. Yeah. Bubblehead, Billy Blair. Yeah, that bubblehead. Um, <laughs> he fights uh, steam. People yeah, he does that. fight steam. That that out of all the fourteen hundred movies, or is that how many movies are actually on the website it's, it's, now? It's for? about that. Yeah. Then he that's the steam. only one where uh, someone gets into a fight with steam. <laughs> you know what? The steam almost won too. <laughs> yeah, no, he, that's actually not inaccurate. I think he, Billy was having a hard time fighting the steam. Because it's like, it's not how as do easy I fight as you might think. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I just said it's not as easy as you might think to fight steam. I think that was a whole no, point of the scene. It's not. You think, oh, I got this. It's just a bunch of steam. No. Yeah, I think, you know, you're getting cocky here, you know, if you think you can yeah. fight the steam with no problem. If Billy, if Billy Blanks can't fight steam, we can't either. Okay? Oh, that's true. And what hope do we have? <laughs> so do you oh do you want to try to guess the title? No, I got, no, that fight for power. That's my guess. Okay, well the answer is Fight Valley from 2016. Oh, oh see, I, I, see, I like how you do this gem thing. You're you're not staying in like one year or one era. You're jumping around. So we have a newer movie, Fight Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So if we did Fight for Honor before, I wanted to call it a Case for Honor. I was like, was that called Case? No, it's Fight for Honor. We had I remember remembering that title. Okay, so Fight Valley 2016. It's starring Misha Tate and Chris Cyborg. Right, yes. I thought she had a full name, but we're just going to call her Cyborg. Full name? Like Chris Jane Cyborg? I mean, what yeah, do you mean something like that. Um, <laughs> like Cyborginton, something like that? Be cool. Right, yeah. Christina yeah. Like Cyborginton? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that. She had to shorten it, but, you know, for it to yeah, be in a movie. So, well, here's the plot of Five Valley. People haven't seen this one. Well, here's the tagline. They killed her sister. She'll fight for revenge. But on the mean... Well, it kind of gives away some of the plot here. On the mean streets of Camden, New Jersey, <laughs> the murder capital of America, as we're informed, there's an undisclosed location where girls go to fight. <laughs> Naturally enough, it's called Five Valley. And it seems only the shady underground fight promoters and the fighters themselves know where it is. Let's see. Um, when one of the ladies, who is a bit more untrained than the other, more hardened fighters, enters Fight Valley, trouble follows. Tori Coro, played by Kari, I'm sorry, Chelsea Durkalek, <laughs> finds Fight Valley, but never leaves. I think she. And then her sister, Wayne Windsor, endeavors to find out what happened to her. So, where's Misha Tate? You might be asking. <laughs> she is Tori's friend. So, Terry. And then they just go into Fight Valley, and um, and then eventually have to fight uh, Church, played by Chris <laughs> Christabel Cyborginton. And it is a big final Church. Fight. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know what's funny? When you said uh, skip Church, I knew this Church was coming up on the list there. <laughs> it's like, wait, we're going to talk about Church, aren't we? But no, it's more trench, you know. <laughs> so, right. Right. Uh, it's a big final showdown between Chris Cyborg and um, Tori, and who will become victorious, to quote uh, Tori Spelling's show. You'll find out soon enough. So it's a low-budget punch fighter, and, you know, but not professional actors, but it's got heart. 
and dare we say charm. And what do you remember? Um, just that, you know, I mean, not to be confused with Female Fight Squad, right? Also you known know, as Female Fight Club. Well, very similar movie. That, yeah, I originally put that by Switch because I thought, well, we are going to be talking about Lundgren later, so I don't want to see me in Lundgren. So, well, I'll, we'll mention the next uh, uh, grab bag, grab bag five okay. or something. Yeah, that'd be, be too much for one episode. I mean, we can only mention yeah. Crystal Lundgren and about 30 impressions. But besides that, yeah. no more Dolph Lundgren talk. Um, uh, yes, maybe I'll switch one around towards the end. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so I remember we remember liking this one, right? I think so. I mean, it you know has, has the classic flat affect that we all know and love from, <laughs> from the ladies. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're trying. You know, like I said, they didn't have a huge budget, but they they put in their heart, I think. And um, it's kind of like the oh, newer uh, version of, of the movie we just talked about, the Karate or Fight for Honor. Or fight for that. Honor. So this is almost like the newer version of that. It's like the twenty whatever version of that. Well, I, I was asking you want to do some flat effect for fun. Do you have a flat uh, effect? I, I wish I had a line from the movie, but it's like I'm going to fight Valley. I, <laughs> yeah, basically yeah, what. <laughs> so i think it's enjoyable i think you you watch it with a group of friends you have some laughs you see wow chris cyborg is an interesting looking uh, lady <laughs> and you can't you can't help but enjoy it so we said we found that endearing the flat affect not irritating. yeah of course no I'm, i don't i don't mean to make it seem like we don't like that, that that's part of the fun and we said there's it's a has a strong homey movie vibe so. Right, yeah, I think there's some some homey homey esque qualities, but it's not a yeah. full homey. No, not full homey. It's like half homey. And there's we have a good uh, old fashioned training sequence, and because you know it's 2016, as we said, the influence of CrossFit and moving tires around seems to have crept into the training montages. Right, yeah. <laughs> Probably whipping those things around. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> what is that? It's like there's whipping those ropes, and that's so unnecessary for fighting cyborg. It's ridiculous. I, I know, I know. But you know, you have to cover all your bases. You Let's say had like that. Those whipping things in the ring. It's like, you know, well, right, right. But they fought with them. That'd be kind of funny. It would well, be one get, of them. <laughs> like you think it, those whipping things would be in the Samandal movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, did you read my mind? I just <laughs> you just mentioned the Samandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite show on Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. <laughs> that would be really fun. I can almost see that in this kind of uh, kind of low budget puncher like this one. They had they actually use that to like beat up people. Because I bet that is kind of heavy. Well, I think so. that's the idea. But that would be good if like the fight goes out of the ring and then they're like looking around for any weapon they could find, and those are just like lying oh, around. Oh, that'd be so. great. Yeah. I love when the fights go out of the ring. It's and like, then yeah, they're looking around and. It's like then they, you know they try to twist it around your neck, but then she has to squeeze out of it. Out of <laughs> and he can see, easily squeeze it out of it because it's so large. So shoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so Cyborg is another movie. It's called Operation Black Ops. And no, more ops. Yeah, what's that? But ops? Uh, just there's more ops. Oh, more, oh, yeah, Op Center now, Operation Black Ops. And that's Tito Ortiz and Cyborg. And I watched the trailer. And they don't let the Cyborg has no dialogue in the trailer. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I wonder what they're hiding there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, ever since Phoenix, I think uh, oh. they're just, you know, with Eva and Marie we're talking about a flat affect. They're just, there's no hiding it anymore. You know, just, just let them talk. 
So we'll go to our next movie uh, as uh, a classic person, which I have to go get. <laughs> and that movie is Falcon Down. Oh, are you sure we never talked about Falcon, 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 Falcon Down? Because yep. I, I feel like we might have mentioned this before. I just wasn't sure how you say the word Falcon, but I think it's Falcon. Yeah. And it, his for all your favorite Die Hard 2 things. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon, you know, from <laughs> TBS uh, edit. <laughs> Gotta love the TBS edit, yeah. You, you know what? It was always kind of fun, but now no one really watches TBS Superstation anymore. So. Yeah. Because you see, they need to include these versions on Blu-rays, you know, like as an alternate. Yeah, or or maybe just the funny. Yeah, you know, they do that in Basic Instincts, the Blu-ray. Uh, they have all the edited versions. So let's talk Falcon Down. Mm-hmm. We sure we haven't talked about this already. I don't remember, but. I feel like because we, you know, there's a certain scene where all our favorite people are together. I feel like we might have mentioned it, but you know, oh, I don't know. Oh, ever... okay. What I could skip it. You know, I, you know. Here, here's a quick thing. Uh, Dale Mitkiff, Judd Nelson, and William Shatner are all in one scene, and William Zabka again. And that's just so, amazing. So that's we really just, all you need to know about Falcon Town, really. I mean, sure, sure. All right, we'll go to another Judd Nelson. <laughs> I was gonna do double Judd. Oh. Can you guess this Judd Nelson movie? I assume it's not Little Hercules. Um, no. Actually, hmm. this was before we watched Little Hercules. If I knew that we were going to watch it, it's like, oh, what's Judd Nelson up to on our website? But the movie uh, is... Oh, Conflict, Conflict of, of Interest. Yeah. You were about to say that? Yes, Conflict of Interest, yes. What a movie. We found that time tunnel. So let's talk about it for a minute. Or a few minutes. Conflict of Interest is an overlooked and somewhat underappreciated part of the post-80s Judd Nelson catalog. <laughs> uh, it's, it also stars Christopher McDonald, Alyssa Milano Cookie, and, of course, Judd Nelson. So, okay, so Christopher uh-huh. McDonald, I, I sucked that in. Christopher McDonald is, plays Mickey Flannery, a cop on the edge, who gets suspended from the force for shooting his wife's murderer <laughs> in after revenge. While the audience is applauding his actions, the LAPD doesn't share his zeal. And he becomes a longshoreman who gets wives to an illegal car smuggling ring. And that's where uh, John Nelson pops up. And he also, Chris McDonald has a son named Jason that we'll get back to. So Jason is not a cute little Mickey who remembers. Oh, that's a cute little Mickey. That's his name. Sorry. Jason plays Chris McDonald's son. I'm mixing this all up in my head. Okay. So, okay, Chris McDonald has a son, <laughs> and he's all t- grown up now. And Jason goes into the clutches of Gideon, played by John Nelson. Remember Gideon? Yeah, I remember certain things about Gideon, yes. Okay, so Gideon, he's the real villain. He enters the picture. And being the diabolical antagonist that he is, exploits Chris McDonald's family weaknesses for his own evil ends. You see, Gideon is a local criminal who has his hands in every illegal activity in town. He covers it all up in his role as the owner of, I, we quote, the deafest metal club in town, D-E-F-F-E-S-T. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember this club name? Uh, name of the club from a movie yeah. I haven't seen for 14 15 years. years. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry, I don't. It was, it was called The Wreck. So motorcycles hang from the ceiling. And you know he's evil because he wears guy liner. This is a, a Stella Gideon. And a lot of jewelry. Estelle, 
<laughs> no, 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 still Gideon. Oh, oh, still Gideon. We're still okay, Gideon. I think it was Estelle Getty. Okay, Estelle Getty goes to a club and called the Rack. Maybe that could be a Golden Girls episode. Sure. And you know, Blanche and the other ones have to, uh, have to save, save her. her. Like she thinks she's going to the bank or something, but she yeah, uses like, her glasses and then she goes into the wreck. And then I can see that. It's like, where am I? It's like, and all the bikers are nice though, because this is a fun sitcom. So I, I'm surprised that's not an episode of Golden Girls. Well, maybe it is. I mean, I, I haven't seen every episode. So, well, you never know. You, they have to get out of that apartment sometimes. All right. So, uh, Gideon uh, wears guy liner and a lot of jewelry, has crazy sideburns, and wears frilly pirate shirts. Yes, that's one of the things I remember. You asked if I remembered anything. I remember the yeah. frilly shirts, like uh, the Seinfeld style shirt. But then, you know, Gideon's getting too close, and then Chris McDonald gets really mad. And they're, they're, they're now Gideon and Mick and Gideon and Chris McDonald and Mickey are literally fighting for his son's love. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> this is one of these great only in the what year did this come out? Eight, 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 eight. In 93. 93. Oh, this is the only in the early 90s type movie. It's um, it's entertaining. I think it's underrated, as as I think I said in the review. And, and this deserves a release of some kind. Yeah. Like a Blu-ray <laughs> I think if this were to come out on Blu-ray, I think people would like it. Um, and just yeah. to mention, Alyssa Milano is <laughs> hanging around as Eve. He's a, she's an associate of Gideon's. That might become Mickey's son's love interest. Right. So one of the aspects of interest, that's, do you remember this? Here comes the slang part. <laughs> oh, and this, is, this is another thing. I, I remember one of the slang yeah. terms, yes. All right. So do you remember that Jason, he insults his rival by calling them Barney's. And in his weird uh, he calls them a supper buddy. <laughs> supper buddy? <laughs> wait, wait a second. What's a supper buddy? This is like sizzle chest all over again. <laughs> it really is. But I think the king of them all is jerk beef. Yeah. I definitely yes. remember jerk <laughs> Yeah. Gideon's goon calls, uh, named Thrasher, insults Chris McDonald by calling him a jerk beef. <laughs> so... I it seems like they were trying to go for like their own slang. Like that's so razor, you know, sometimes they yeah. see screenwriters do that or uh, yeah. uh, what's another example. Oh, like Heather's or something where they're trying to come up with their, like their own lingo. And um, let's just I say it hasn't it, aged it, very it, well, or maybe it has aged very well. I don't know. I, I think it does age well. I'll tell you why, because it's just funny. Well, that's what you I know? mean. You know, it's yeah. like if they're trying to be entirely, entirely 100% serious, then then I guess it's on shakier ground. But if you're just having fun, which is what you're supposed to be doing, then yes, it succeeds perfectly. So I'm going to recommend this. I haven't seen this since we've reviewed it. Well, yeah, neither have I. But I remember nothing but good things. So people should check this one out. Check it on VHS. It might be on DVD somewhere in a different foreign country. Yeah, maybe. Put it on Blu-ray with Judd Nelson commentary. I bet he has some funny, like, memories making that. I'd love to hear well, his memories yeah, well, and you want to hear his memories on Little Hercules? Yes, I heard that. Yeah. But um, I, they, if they're getting people involved in this non-existent Blu-ray, they should really interview the screenwriter because I want to know how he came up with <laughs> Supper Buddy, Jerk Beef, and all the rest. Oh, and Barney's. Yeah, yeah. Barney's. I'm trying to figure that out. It's like, I, like Sizzle Chest. I was trying to figure out in a, a bunch of podcasts ago. We talked about Jerky Boys, but I, I can't figure that out. What is or a Barney or supper buddy? Like, don't you want supper buddy? You know, you go to a restaurant. You're my supper buddy, man. 
<laughs> I guess it's it's a mystery. It's one of the mysteries of conflict of interest, you know. But that's that's what's that's why we're here. You know, we're trying to talk about these movies, and you know, yeah. we're still trying to figure them out after all these years. But at least you know, bring them to the attention of the public. You know, yeah. Let's bring in, Let's just let's talk conflict of interest. Let's also talk our next movie, which is One Man's Justice also known as the cooler title, One Tough Bastard. And, <laughs> yeah, that is a great title. And it stars Brian Bosworth, and Jeff Kober, uh, Neil McDonough, MC Ganey, and Raul Sardo, and can you guess who else is in this? Oh. Is it a rapper? Yeah, he's a rapper. Uh, a popular 80s and 90s rapper. We all love him. Is it the MC Hammer? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. So it is Hammer. You know, actually, it's just Hammer, not MC. Sorry. Well, I wasn't sure when this movie came out. I don't know if it was the MC years or well, not. This came out in 96, so I think it, this was post-MC. Yes, I think so. Hammer. It's, but Cheyenne, the movie we're going to watch soon, a Western of MC Hammer. It says MC Hammer. Well, see, they probably didn't want to get, cause too much confusion with MC Ganey. That's a good point. Because... <laughs> You know, which one's the rapper, which one's the MC, which one's named that, MC. It, it could get a little sticky. That'd be funny if MC Ganey was a rapper, though. <laughs> he has, like, that handlebar mustache. He kind of looks kind of tough. It's like, he's like a biker. My name is MC Ganey. I'm here to say that Con Air goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd probably be about as awkward as that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't. I, can, I can't rap yet. So here's the plot of One Man Justice. John North is an army drill instructor and close combat specialist. He also has a sensitive side. He loves his young daughter and wife will do anything for them. No, they're murdered by professional scumbag Marcus, played by Jeff Kober. He has an evil face. And then John North's put into a coma by these by also substantiating multiple bullet wounds. Uh, like upon regaining his consciousness, he devotes his life to revenge. He climbs up the baddie food chain. And he finds Carl Savak. Do you remember this character? Uh, well, Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne. Mm, another guy who plays baddies all the time. I mean, you know, with the Jeff Cobra, who, who's kind of like um, what's his name, Billy Drago, pretty much exclusively played baddies. Um, oh, yeah. so, he, he's one of those. There's noise in the background. You probably hear. So yeah, so Carl Savak is a long-haired, nose-ringed, corrupt federal agent. Nose-ringed. That's interesting. But the real villain of all villains in this century, MC Hammer, he plays Dexter Kane. <laughs> and then here's where the movie falls apart after he gets some more revenge. Uh, North's revenge mission is um, he, he, he finds like a 12 year old tot named Mikey. He's always seems in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't like Mikey. Yeah. You know, this is this is where things start to go wrong, you know. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Please go ahead. Well, no, it's just is there anything more you want to say as far as the plot? Because then it really hits a brick wall once Mikey shows up. <laughs> now, this is what we grab back at gems. But the thing is that up until Tot, until Mikey Tot, the movie actually is pretty awesome. So we he had we had some descriptions to this. A rich creamy cheesecake with a cockroach in it. A succulent deluxe lobster with a rat on it. <laughs> All the scenes of the boss are gold. The fight scenes are fun. The baddies are nice and bad. And we got to love this revenge mission. 
So we don't, as as when when our filmmakers going to learn that red blooded males who watch action movies don't want to see precocious brats. So there's obviously there are exceptions like Double Blast. The kids aren't always bad, but the presence of Mikey really hurts one man's justice. So, um, but you gotta love the the bit with Robert Lasardo. That's why I'm recommending it. You got most of the movie is pretty decent, except for the. Well, and I was gonna say, you know, we made that analogy to sort of eating around the yeah. plate of certain things you don't want to eat. But um, it's there was an awesome scene in a tattoo parlor. Yes. I oh, I just mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so, amazing. So for that alone, I I guess it's worth a watch. But just go in knowing that there's you know, you know, a sassy tot that's right. um, kind of tagging along. That's probably he. This Mikey is probably the reason why they had to change the title from One Tough Bastard. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, well, you know, it's, Mikey can't hear those words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can't hear that kind of uh, salty language. You know, <laughs> so. We're gonna say that we really enjoyed Hammer in this too. He gives us his full acting range, even showing us Sad Hammer, or as it's known, Sammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need to say? I think that covers everything. You know, I mean, I think we're generally speaking fans of the Boz's, you know, action yeah. forays around, especially around this time. Because it's kind of funny. He has that kind of like likable presence we all love and enjoy. Oh, and. Mikey looks like Mac Dad from Crisscross. You want to get a description? <laughs> <laughs> Mac Dad. I probably had so, to do research into which one was which. Um, yeah. Well, which um, one's going to make you jump? Is it Mac Dad or is it? <laughs> I think, well, they both will. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, but know, it was it the was 90s, fun. you know, when Crisscross yeah. was somewhat hot. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Well, it's perfect because they wore their pants on backwards. They make you jump, jump. It's fun. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe you could buy it on cassette um, for your. I really uh, should, yeah. I want to hear more of their songs. You know, maybe they have more videos. You know, you always just see the crisscross jump video. They must have like at least three more. I'm guessing. And the, probably. So, we said you'll enjoy the movie if you have to. It just depends on your tolerance for annoying children in action movies. Yeah. All right, so we just have a few more. Um. Or making I can move some of these to the next. Yeah, you can. You maybe do like one or two more, and then. All right, let's do two more. Okay, so I'm just gonna save this. All right, so our next is gonna give me a second to get the next movie though, because we're switching. I I suppose, but. um, All right, I'll get I'll get uh, the answer. I know it's sometimes like exciting podcast. Like, okay, here we go. Our second to last movie today is Radical Jack. (laughs) We never talked about Radical Jack in one of these. I I feel like we're always talking about Rad Jack. You know it. Rad Jack. Love me some Rad Jack. No one can hold him back. So he said that uh, Billy Ray Cyrus plays Jack Joseph Reynolds. <laughs> He's an MIA CIA ex Desert Storm Navy SEAL. <laughs> 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 I can just stop. I can just stop after that. But he wants to sit in his local bar and say nope all day. After a terrorist named Riyadi. A Roddy R I O T T I, uh, like Riotty, I guess. Riot T Riot. I think I have a cool name, Riot. You know, but okay. So his wife's killed by Riot, and he's persuaded Howard to go undercover as a drifter in the small town of Hope, Vermont. This is the obvious place for 
gun running, a hotbed of it. The Axis of Evil in Vermont, in this Vermontburg, is a father and son team of Lloyd and Roland Buckworth, played by Buck Flower and uh, Keanu Reeves lookalike Noah Blake. <laughs> That's what he said. Whoa, I'm in Radical Jack. Radical. And then, like, some might say. Well, wouldn't it be funny if Keanu Reeves wasn't Radical Jack? Like, he was really hitting the skids. Like, Keanu Reeves is not John Wick or Johnny Demonic. He's Radical Jack. <laughs> oh, so he would play Radical Jack. He wouldn't play the role played by the lookalike. No, no. Or, but he would he'd play be Jack. Jack. Yeah. Billy Ray Star. Billy like, Ray. so Jack, what do you want? The... No. Like, what about this? No. <laughs> yeah. No. He didn't say anything in those John Wick movies anymore. He says, yeah. So, right, so in this, he'd say no, but in John Wick, he says, yeah. So, so also Jack John Reynolds III <laughs> gets a job at the local watering hole called the Red Moon Saloon, which is a real place. And then he falls in love with Dee Dee Pfeiffer, who plays Kate. Because I forget, she's the sister of Michelle Pfeiffer. What happened to these Pfeiffers? <laughs> so, and then... Um, she broke up with Roland. Not good. Don't break up with Roland. Uh, and Radical Jack is infringing upon his gun and missile dealings, and everyone's really angry at Radical Jack. And that's about it. It's <laughs> so it's like a knockoff of Roadhouse and Beyond the Law. Yeah, I but, think that's accurate. Let's talk Billy Ray Cyrus, though. <laughs> it's a very undock-like performance. Do you remember? What do you remember? Uh, this movie's rated R, right? Yes, it's a soft R kind of, but you know, you got your. Well, what do you remember? I remember you sitting on the, in the, uh, the in the bar, you know, and saying nope to no matter what anyone says to him. And there's like a time. It's like we have to always know what time it is for some right. reason. Right. Like as if yeah. that's any importance whatsoever to Radical Jack. And um, it's a lot of fun because this movie is, you know, very, very, very stupid, but in a good way. We need to rewatch it. I actually don't have a copy. We got this from Netflix Disc. Wow. <laughs> Very Owen of you. <laughs> well, I, and also, I, I've never seen it, and I don't intend to see it, but I know that Mystery Science Theater or Riff Tracks or whatever did uh, this on their show. Uh, um, I can't, we talked about this before. You know, so, go ahead. so I'm not going to watch it, but I guess they they deemed it, you know, silly slash stupid enough to do whatever it is they do. But um you know, it should be watched on its own terms, I think. And um, because take a look. it's low budget, it's fun, you know, yeah. it's, but you have to realize how dumb this movie really is. It's very stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. You know, let's not forget that Cyrus has a mullet. His mullet is mighty and has powers. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That, that sounds familiar. Doesn't he have like a special hat? Good memory. He has a recon hat. Yeah, recon hat. Special- yeah. A special hat that he uses when he spies on people. His mom does all the acting. It's, he's kind of like a wooden, obviously, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> but you kind of, we're lucky to even have this movie. We are. We're very lucky. Well, he's kind of like Samson, you know, a lot of his powers in his hair. Yeah. And he probably wears the recon hat to hide the mullet because, yeah, exactly. you know, it's kind of like using Turbo Boost on Knight Rider. Like, you can't use it all the time. No. You just have to use that at the important moments. Okay, Michael. I can't do a, a William Daniels impression. <laughs> well, it's something for you to work on. I mean, you know, you have a lot of impressions under your belt. I think William yeah. Daniels, that, that's a tough one. <laughs> I'm still trying to work on Statham. I think I'm getting there, though. 
Okay, so we also made mention of uh, Buck Flower as Lloyd, the villain. He's the least menacing villain ever. He says, I want the missiles. <laughs> He's about as intimidating as a Walmart greeter. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, or, or, now that you say that, yeah. Because he's, he's, you know, he's getting up there in age and, you know. Yeah, um, he's old. He's just, <laughs> it's, like, it's like he should be, like, at the old folks' home. But it's not being an evil missile deploying villain guy. <laughs> well, that's all part of the rich tapestry that is Radical Jack. Um, that's a great point until... Um, and I'll mention that. This is what you kind of just said. So also, Billy Cyrus is Cyrus Foo. But here we go. When you are watching Radical Jack, at times it dawns on you that I am watching Radical Jack. <laughs> it really makes you reassess your life and your priorities. <laughs> I, I, I get that. I know that's how he felt at the time. And it's, I guess it's still true. But you have to keep the humor value in mind. Oh, it's I mean, funny. We're saying this in a funny way. Not like yeah, this of course. Horror. It's really no, funny. no, not at all. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Like it's one of these movies that's a, it's a comedy whether it knows it or not. Because um, we're talking yeah, about but, bar fights. There, from what I remember, yeah. there's a really stupid one in that Red Moon Saloon. Yes, maybe we should end on this one because there's some funny stuff here towards the end. So maybe this will be the last one. Okay, I mean, we're, I mean, let's face it, we're not going to top Radical Jack. You can't top it. I can. I'll preview the next one. I was going to say though. But <laughs> we said, surely it's a punishment for Miley to be subjected to the sloth of a slog of a film. I wonder right. if Miley. Ha- I said it's a little harsh, but you know, we're just kidding around. But we're, we're just kidding around. It's like, but I could see that. Hey, Miley, you want to watch Radical Jack? Oh, not again, Dan. <laughs> like, she, he like forces her to watch Radical Jack. Um, I bet she was forced to watch that back when she was a younger. Uh, now she's like 50 years old. Have you ever heard her speak lately? I think she, like, I sound like, <laughs> she sounds like Michael Madsen now. <laughs> well, well, you know, she's probably, <laughs> so maybe she has a smoker's, uh, I think you know, she has voice. smoker's voice. Yeah. It's like, you, I find, and her smoker's voice is hilariously deep. It's like, her voice is deep as it is, but it's like, but add smoker's voice to it. So. Now, well, she should have spent less time smoking and more time watching Radical Jack. That would have kept her off the smokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it was so bad she she took up smoking. Oh, well, that's like, true. That is also a possibility. <laughs> yeah. But we can't, we you know, we, we have to keep all the options open. So we well, last thing we said was, have an achy, breaky good time watching this radical crud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you know how we always talk about who should be action stars? Yes. And we spent a lot of time talking about that. Here we actually got one. We got Billy Ray Cyrus. We should yeah. be very happy. You know, uh, we're lucky. We're so lucky to have this one. It's like this is what we wanted. Kind of like you know Bob Odenkirk or mm-hmm. people like that. Steve Gutenberg. You know, we, yeah. Steve Gutenberg. We got that. Like Billy Ray Cyrus because he does have. It looks like he might be like a semi-tough guy, so it kind of works. Yeah. But <laughs> so yeah, people should check this out. I'm going to buy my own copy. I think. Oh, good. I mean, I bet you can find it cheap. Very cheap. I'll look it up to, uh, today on uh, on the bay. See if the uh, maybe uh, maybe a DVD. Maybe get some widescreen mullet. You know, so, so we'll, we'll see. I'll see what I'll see what's available. I, so, you should because I, I do feel this is somewhat of a gap in your extensive collection. And also, I do need a new Spartan. You know, I I, I was looking at my Spartan this day with Val Kilmer. People know what I'm talking about. 
it's like, oh yeah, it's full of scratches. I need a new Spartan. Yeah, I know. I mean, it does work perfectly, but I get why you want a fresh <laughs> new copy. I need. I was looking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know. It does. It works perfectly, but I want a fresh new Spartan. So. I get it. But now that's what it means. We turned that into a piece of lingo. It's like where you find a DVD and it's <laughs> all scratched up, but it works perfectly. We call it a yeah. Spartan. Like, oh, Spartan. looking around, it's like, well, it doesn't look great, but it, it could be a Spartan. You know, and, be a Spartan. we've said that. We've absolutely said that. So I guess we'll still I, say it. Keep saying. Yeah, it. sure. Happy to. It's like it's. I will preview the next one for Grab Bag Five. Okay. Which is going to be Ballistica. So get ready. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but we got to end on Radical Jack. So. Yeah. Yeah, Ballistica and, or, or Ballistic with uh, Margie. We could do both. How about that? Because these are like these mini breakdowns. You know what I mean? They're, these are like bite sized little nuggets that uh, <laughs> hopefully people like because, you know, they don't take up a lot of time. They're just, they're like, like chicken nuggets. Yeah, kind you of, get right? some plot, you have some joking around, you got to love it. And, that's and then the you just move on. Move on and go. Now we finish yeah. up our grab bag four. You know. Wow, I, I can can't believe do, it's been four bags. Four, hey, that's a lot of gems. So now we're zipping up the bag and we'll do the next one. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on to the next town where we uh, yeah, we'll, on. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> on tour. Okay, grabbing it up on the old grab box, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, that's like something I would say, which yeah. is like referencing something from like was it the Brack show? I, I don't remember where that came from. I thought it was The Simpsons, like yakking up on the old yak box. Birch yeah, Marlo. maybe it is The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. We could do plugs. Um, I don't see. I, what do we, have? we have the website, comeuppensreviews.net, which I think, as we yeah. always say, if you want to read the full reviews of these movies and get more and hear the, you know, read the comments and all that kind of thing. You know, everything we talk about on these episodes are from that, in case people didn't know that. So you could go to comeuppensreviews.net, read them, you know, leave a comment, yeah. you know. Take a look, you know, and uh, the companies.net is also on Facebook under that name. And then to Action Rocks is the Instagram, um, which I posted today Blind Fist of Bruce, one of those oh, classic okay. Bruce Lock movies. Yeah, Very solid. I love it. Platinum Disc Corporation uh, tape. So, right, because they weren't always <laughs> Platinum Disc, right? They were, they started well, off. Well, it's funny, it does say Platinum Disc Corporation. Oh, it does. It yeah. does? I promise you that. Isn't that crazy? And then, you know, it's classic uh, kung fu silliness, you know, chop sake silliness. And then uh, Taikamov is on the Twitter slash X, you know. Are we getting used to calling that now? I guess we are, right? I don't know. Twitter is really, or whatever, it's not a part of my life, so I don't... I don't use it only just to post these things. Just to post our things for the website. I don't have a personal... I don't have a personal Twitter account. So, <laughs> and I've never been yeah, anything besides here's the upcoming reviews and podcasts. You know, it's just like, what do I mean? I don't want to, you know, you can get canceled on there. Remember that, you know, that lady who made fun of like African people on a plane and was canceled the second she landed. Remember that story? I it's mean, like, the thing is, you could probably get canceled for doing that bit we did with the with the CNN panel. You know, oh. it's, <laughs> it's too political. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well. <laughs> I limited to Trump today. I know. And, and it was very fair and balanced. Some of the celebrities yeah. liked him, some didn't. I mean, what more do you yeah. want? It's very, it's very it's uh, even-handed. It, it's very fair, very balanced. Very fair and balanced. Um, We're more fair and balanced than Fox News. You know, that, that is so true. And, and, you know, it's balanced like a pH water. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're going to have... Right, should, well, that's, that's why people come to us for a fair and balanced political opinion. Right, pH Which we're not at all. 
<laughs> yeah, we're not political. Uh, well, we have to say, I was gonna say we're not fair and balanced at all. Oh, no, uh, we're, not. <laughs> we're just hiding it. We got to hide. We got to say it's political. And then you say you're political, but, you know. But again, but, as we've said many times, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Radical Jack and, you know, have some jokes. Yeah, yeah we're just joking it. around. Um, it's like that. I, I think that's it. For, unless you want to do any other things you want to talk about before we go or. I think we covered it all. I mean, like we said, end on a high, you know, talking about Rad Jack. So, you know. Yeah, Rad Jack. We covered the gem gamut. So yeah, we did, you know, we covered, you know, we got Fight Valley, we got Rad Jack, you got Jerk Beef. I mean, this is, this we're packed full oh, on this episode. Did you call it, did you call it Jerk Beef? Because that's kind of funny. So Dirk no, no. and Jerk Beef? <laughs> I know I didn't, but we'll go with that. It's a happy accident. Yeah. Okay. We'll let you go. Have some Jerk Beef tonight. And watch Rad <laughs> Yeah. Watch Radical Jack with your Jerk Beef and uh, live this episode. You know, learn it, yeah, love it, it, live it. Isn't that what you always say? Yeah. Yeah, live it, love it, learn it. I think it's a different a direction there, but just do that way. <laughs> bye bye. All right. All right, bye. Last word to Owen Wilson. Wow. Okay, yeah. and that's it for our.